are the people in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood. Say, who are the people in your neighborhood, the people that you meet each day? Excuse me, sir. Oh. Uh, yes, uh, you know what time it is really for class? Wow. Do you guys remember that song? Do you remember that song from Sesame Street? <laughs> who are the people in your neighborhood? Good grief, it brings back a lot of memories. Well, the premise of that song, if you, if you recall, the premise of that song is about knowing those who are around you, what they do, and how they fit into your life. Well, this episode is called Your Neighborhood Watch. It's not what you think. And probably the subtitle should be Who Are the People in Your Neighborhood? I named this episode Your Neighborhood Watch. It's not what you think, because as we enter into a new year, I think it's important to know the people in your neighborhood, meaning I and I do this all the time. I do periodic evaluations of the people around me, those I call friends, co-workers, folk I go to lunch with, folk I associate myself with, folk folk I connect to. And you do periodic checks, do periodic neighborhood watches and ask yourself, are they bringing your neighborhood down or helping your value go up? Are they borrowing or taking from you all the time, but never able to give you anything? So I'm going to help you set up your neighborhood watch. Come on, let's take this journey together. You're listening to the Cultivation Hub podcast. The Cultivation Hub is a show that provides engaging content that educates and inspires individuals to live their best lives. The Cultivation Hub is the resource for human potential. So welcome to the Cultivation Hub with your host, Jeff Robinson. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Cultivation Hub. I am your host, Jeff Robinson, and This episode is called Your Neighborhood Watch. It's not what you think. And I think we all understand what a neighborhood watch is. If you've lived in a neighborhood, which I think we all have, you understand what a neighborhood watch is. You know, it's where the neighbors all come together and oftentimes they have meetings and everybody posts little signs in their windows saying, you know, to the bad guy that may come in the neighborhood, beware, my house and this household is part of a neighborhood watch. And basically the whole concept is just it's a watch. You look out for each other. You look out for the people Um, They come in the neighborhood. You keep each other aware and informed. But the whole concept of a neighborhood watch is to build a strong community of unity and support where everyone in that community thrives. That's the whole concept in having a neighborhood watch is so that people feel safe. They have fun and they all can thrive and grow and build a community together. So I named this Your Neighborhood Watch because what I think is very, very crucial for every human being, and I do this often, usually between every four to six months, I do a neighborhood watch, meaning I do a periodic check of the people in my neighborhood. Who are the people around me? Who are the people that I have that I give access to? Who are the people that I go to lunch with? Who are the people I talk to? Who are the people I casually connect with? Who are these people? And I check to see if they are building my 
quote unquote neighborhood or if they're bringing my value down. And I brought and I thought about that and I thought it was important because I run into a lot of people all the time that uh, you hear them complain about life. You hear them complain about different things going on. You hear them complain about circumstances. And oftentimes, especially and if you find yourself in this situation, then maybe I'm definitely talking to you that it seems like you continually are faced with the same type of scenarios. You are continually running into the same type of people or you're attracting the same kind of people or you have the same kind of problems happening in your life. And it just seems to be an ongoing cycle. And it's just like everybody, every time you turn around, someone's frustrating you or, or someone's ticking you off. And I, I would offer, I would offer that maybe you should do a neighborhood watch. You should <laughs> do your own neighborhood watch and check out the people in your neighborhood because you are. And I think I, heard, I can't remember who said this, but you are a product of the five people you hang around. You're a product. And I would expand to that. You are a product of the people you let into your world, whether it be five or two or 50. You are a product of that. And especially when I see a lot of social media posts, I see a lot of people posting about, you know, stuff like, uh, you know, people should stop doing this. And I'm so sick and tired of people. Uh, I'm so sick and tired of folk. Uh, and I sit there and I wonder, did it ever occur to you that maybe if you didn't have these people around you, you wouldn't be still, you wouldn't have to worry about being so sick and tired of them. So we're going to set up a neighborhood watch. We are going to set up a neighborhood watch. We're going to jump right in, set up a neighborhood watch. There's a couple of things I want to bring to your attention and I want you to look for. Uh, I want you to look at yourself, look at yourself and evaluate the people in your neighborhood. So let us Put together this neighborhood watch. Let's do this. So before we get started and I break down. So there's a there are a couple of things I want to talk. There's some stages and uh, a few things I want to share with you really quickly about putting together your neighborhood watch. But I really want you to understand uh, why it's important. And I'm going to give you an example because you may be going, well, I mean, I'm, you know, Jeff, I'm my, my friends are pretty cool and the people around me are pretty cool and they don't cause any trouble. And we're all, you know, good people. We all come from good backgrounds and we all come from, you know, uh, uh, you know, religious homes or whatever the case may be. And you may be saying that, you know, I don't know if I really need to do a neighborhood watch. I don't know if I need to 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 be a part of a neighborhood watch and do that for my life. Well, you've heard the story of Dorothy. Uh, you know, you've heard everyone knows about the Wizard of Oz, uh, the Dorothy, you know, is looking for the wizard. And along the way, she makes friends with the cowardly lion, the scarecrow and the tin man. And they go on this journey and they come across the wicked witch and they come across different scenarios, you know, on their way to just to get what they need and to find everything they need. They got to get it just says follow the yellow brick road. Got to get to the wizard. Got to get to the wizard. Well, if you know the story. And if you, you know, most of us do at the end of the story, she gets to her destination. She gets to the wizard only to find out everything she needed. She already had in her everything they needed. <laughs> they already had within them. And you go, well, 
that was a nice story. What's the problem with that? I'll tell you what the problem is. Think about all the time wasted only to get somewhere and find out you already had it. And the importance of a neighborhood watch or knowing the people in your neighborhood, because had she had the right kind of friends around her, these would be people that challenge each other, that push each other to be great. She would have been in an environment or in a neighborhood that was cultivating. She would have been in a neighborhood with people that look out for her and her best interest and want to see her thrive. Remember what I said earlier about what a neighborhood watch is. Want to, you know, help her feel safe, help her feel secure, uh, pro- provide resources. The ultimate goal is to grow together, build a community and thrive. And these neighbors would have been pushing each other and encouraging each other and challenging each other and, and, and you know, correcting each other all with the goal and the intention so that everyone can thrive. But what does she do? What many of us do, we surround ourselves with people and we keep, and mind you, these are the people we keep closest to us. People who may be nice people, but are you living at your fullest around these people? Or are these people just as insecure as you? Are these people just as fearful as you? Do these people bring out the gossipy side of you? Do these people bring out the negative side of you? Every time you're around these people, you're finding yourself just having something negative to say about everybody. Every time you're around these people, you're doing things that, you know, in your heart, you know, you're better than this. But these are the people that are in your neighborhood. So that means you're behaving like this or you're exposing yourself to something every week, two or three times a day on weekends you know, uh, every Monday night, whenever or whatever the schedule is you have with these people that are currently in your neighborhood. But think of what Dorothy, the lion, the scarecrow and the tin man could have done had they had a neighborhood, performed a neighborhood watch, pulled people closest to them that will bring out the best in them. Imagine what they would have accomplished during the same time it took them to get from start to the Wizard of Oz through the Yellow Brick Road. Imagine what they could have done. Imagine what they could have been. Imagine what kind of life they could have enjoyed had they had that. But they do like many of us. We surround ourselves with people who tend to feed our worst self. People who feed our insecurities. So we're all a bunch of insecure people sitting around thinking everybody on the other side of the room is talking about us. Think about that. When was the last time the people around you said, hey, what about that dream you said that you were going to school? What have you done about it? Well, you know, I don't know. What do you mean? What's what's your hold up? You're better than this. When are the last time? When is the last time the people around you challenged you? I thought you said you wanted to start a catering business. I thought you said you wanted to own your own consulting company. Have you at least gone to the Small Business Association and, and taken some free classes 
on how to start a business and how to get loans and get resources, resources that are free out there. When is the last time your friends held? Oh, I thought you said you were trying to lose weight. Well, come on. We're not going over to McDonald's. We're going to go over here. And you know what? I'm going to I'm going to I need to I need to lose a few pounds, too. I'm going to join you. Who are the people in your neighborhood? You're listening to Cultivation Hub with your host, Jeff Robinson. So in order to have an effective neighborhood watch, in order for your neighborhood watch to be successful, you have to break the people around you down into four stages or four categories, I like to call it. And I would probably it's probably going to end up being three because two of them could kind of work together. But there are four stages. There are four categories of people that are around you that if you don't do this, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. And then we're going to go down and I'm going to list the four. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. If you don't do this, you will always have people in your life who you set expectation for and they always fail you. And you're going to think it's because they're just mean and they don't love you and they don't care. And every time I need you, you're not there. And every time, but I'm, you always calling you, they, they always call you and they always need you and they always want you. And, but then it seems like when you need them and even if you put a request in, they just never seem to show up. And then you're hurt and you're mad. And then when you talk to them, they really come off like, well, what do you mean? They actually don't understand why you're so upset because it wasn't such a big deal. Or they may feel, well, I am there for you. I am being what you need. I am doing that. And you're going, no, you're not. Until you do your neighborhood watch, find out who the people are in your neighborhood, and then put them into one of these four categories or understand that this is where they are, you're going to always be disappointed. So here are the four categories. I'll start with the bottom one. Number four is an associate, an acquaintance or an associate. There are some people in your life. There are some people around you. You're calling them friends or you're putting them in categories and they're really associates. It's like, you know, they they kind of know of you. They know you and, you know, familiar with you. You have interactions with them and you may assume because you have maybe several interactions with that person that, oh, and this is one of my good friends. You know, it's easy to assume, especially if it's work. You know, well, we go to lunch all the time or we do this and we do this and we've talked about this. So you tend to think because maybe the number of interactions that these people or this person is higher up on the on the cat friend category than really where they are. But really for them, you're just that I would use the term work friend or you're just that associate. You know, when you guys are together, you have a great time. You have really good conversation. You laugh. You go to great places to eat. But pretty much once that occasional interaction is over, they, that's it. And you're walking away with an expectation that this is somebody I can call to come pick me up if I'm stranded. And, you know, you've, you because you've put them somewhere that they don't belong. That's number four. Number three would be the casual friend. 
Number two, and I'm going to list them, then we'll talk about them, is the close friend. And number one is the intimate friend. Now, I think, so I'll repeat that again. Number four is the associate or the acquaintance. Number three is the casual friend. Number two is the close friend. And number one is the intimate friend. And, and if I give them, if I was to give them like a few breakdown, you know, the acquaintance is someone that says, you know, I know of you. The casual friend is I do know you. Yes, I know Jeff. Yes, I know Susie. The close friend is someone you could probably say, I understand you. And the intimate friend, I am connected to you. And that's not just sexual or just a partner. You can have you know, someone of the opposite or same sex that you're friends with that you are really, really connected to. And that's a big difference. So the intimate friend, which is number one, is I am connected to you. The close friend, number two, I understand you. The three, the casual friend is I know you. Yes, I do know. I know him. And number four, I know of you. Uh, We have, you know, occasional interactions. That's the associate or the acquaintance. I think the biggest challenge we have here is somewhere between one, two and three. One being intimate friend, two being close friend, three being casual friend. And we tend to mix those up, especially someone who's really a casual friend. But we keep placing them in the intimate friend category because, you know, or the close friend category because you may have really had some really good conversations and they may actually be somebody who uh, you feel you can trust with some things. You may have shared some things with these people or that person. And so you've moved them into a category that they don't see you as. So therefore, you continually become discouraged. You continually become let down. Again, go back to the Wizard of Oz. You know, it's not to say that they didn't have a good relationship with each other. But think again about who they could have been had they had people around them that were more higher up on this category. You know, the intimate friend, close friend category that would have been saying, hey, I know you and I know you're better than this. Hey, I I know what you've been dreaming of. I know what you've talked about ever since we've been friends. What can I do to help you get there? Why do you why have you stopped doing this? Why are you still doing this when you should be doing this? How can I help you? How can I remind you of, of, of great you are? Or, you know, I'm here. What, what do you need from me? You know, that that ride, the term to use ride or die, you know, that that's what you need. And it's not to say throw these people away. Let me let me be clear. Let me be clear. Just because the Tin Man and the Lion and the Scarecrow were, were just as insecure as Dorothy, it didn't mean that she should throw, she should have thrown them away. And not be friends with them. But you have to understand. And I mean, we understand the Wizard of Oz. So I don't want you to take me too serious on that. The whole point of that is they're all on a journey together. And the whole point is to see yourself. You know, everything you're looking for externally is already in you. So we understand there was a message there. But that it, it often duplicates life and how people spend years and years on this yellow brick road looking for something that's in you. And if you were only in a neighborhood, if you only had a community, if you only had people around you 
that were in that intimate friend, close friend category. Those are the people you want to roll ride with all the time. You're talking to three or four times a day or however you communicate. You know, these are the people you share your dreams with. These are the people you share some of your most intimate secrets. You know, these are the people you share your failures with. You know, as Dr. Phil says, you need people in your life that provide a soft place to fall because life will throw things at you. You're going to have failures. And these are the people that say, come on, we're going to dust you off and we're going to get up and you're going back into the arena. Do you have those people? That's a question. Can you call off who are those people in your life that will be that soft place to fall when you fall, when you fail, when you make a mistake? What are their names? How often are you connecting to them? And if you say, well, yeah, I do have it. I have uh, Susie over in New York, but I hadn't talked to her in six months. Then who are the people you're talking to all the time? Who are the people you're chatting with? If Susie is the person that you know will push you to be your best self and you haven't spoken to her in six months, then that means you're talking to people who aren't. Who are the people in your neighborhood? It's time to do a neighborhood watch. It's time for you to look at your neighbors, the people in your life, and really assess, is this really an associate or an, or an acquaintance? Is this a casual friend? Would this be a close friend, someone that know, that really understands me, but, you know, there's still some limitations to this friendship? Or would this be an intimate friend, someone who I know I am connected to? This is that, as we say, that ride or die. And the thing is, all those people make up your community. Those are the people in your neighborhood. But the problem is you have to categorize them. You have to know what stage these people are in your life or you will always be disappointed, let down, frustrated, and you will be mediocre. And you will spend all your life running down a yellow brick road looking for something that you could have already had. That you could be enjoying already, but you're so busy hanging around and making trying to make intimate friends out of people who should be casual friends. You know, or who really are just associates. You the only one that doesn't know that is you. So it's time to do a neighborhood watch as we enter this new year. Do a neighborhood watch. Who are the people in your neighborhood? Who are the associates? Who are the casual friends? Who are the close friends? Who are the intimate friends? And I'm going to tell you that intimate friend category is usually a small number. If you can have one or two really, really intimate people in your lifetime, you've done good. And again, know who these are. Know who your neighbors are. And then you can set the right expectations. 
and you won't be so hurt and disappointed. And you can then enjoy your relationship with this person because you don't have any unrealistic expectations. So I would admonish everyone that's listening to me every I do it every four to six months. I do a neighborhood watch. I look at the people that are in my neighborhood. I look at the people that I'm connected to. Who am I talking to on the phone a lot? Who are those people? Are these people that I can share my dreams with? I can talk about my frustrations with and, you know, or and and they can like, I hear you, man. I understand. But hey, get up. Or are they? You're right. I hate those people, too. And then you got a hate festival going on. Are these people that are always posting negative stuff on social media? These are people you talk to and then they tell you, did you see what so-and-so posted? And you spend two hours talking about what so-and-so and what John and Mary posted. While you said your friend Susan is the person that motivates you, but you haven't spoken to her in six months. You got to know the people in your neighborhood. And you know the people in your neighborhood by doing a neighborhood watch. I think it's crucial that you do a neighborhood watch periodically. And what that will do by knowing the people in your neighborhood, when you do the neighborhood watch, then you know where the people in your life, what stage they are in in your life. And as a result, you won't share personal intimate secrets with someone who's on the stage four, who's just, you know, an acquaintance, an associate, you know, or even if someone is a close friend, you will understand how close that friend is and you won't have expectations like, you know, man, well, they should have called me for my birthday or they should have done this or they should have done that. But knowing the people in your neighborhood and knowing what stage they're in or what category to place these friends in, what category or stage these people are in in your life allows you to have good, healthy relationships and healthy expectations. And it can reduce a whole lot of frustrations. So if a person is just a casual friend, you won't ever expect them to be someone to, uh, that you can trust and share your dreams with. This isn't someone you would do that with. So perform Do a neighborhood watch so that you can know who are the people in your neighborhood. That's all for this episode of the Cultivation Hub. Be sure to head over to jrobunited.com to learn more about our various programs, upcoming events, and other ways we can serve you. While you're there, sign up for our e-newsletter, check out our blog for show notes, and share your reviews on this episode. Keep visiting our website for upcoming prizes and giveaways. And remember that being a resource for your human potential is why we are here at The Cultivation Hub.